in beautiful North Florida celebrating two years of color commentary, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to a special Saturday edition of In Black and Right. A little bit of a preview of the New Hampshire primary and a few other things as well. And, as always, I am Jerry Brooks, your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, and tour guide through the world of Joe Biden's wackadoodle America. And, before we get into uh, get started all into all the fun in this weekend adventure in podcasting, uh, always you can give us a shout-out via email, inblackandright at gmail.com. Or check out our website, inblackandright.net. I also would encourage you, you can subscribe to our podcast. We are available on all podcast platforms. Just simply follow, subscribe, and also make sure you tick, uh, tap the bell there to let you know when new episodes become available. Now, folks, as I was... <laughs> Uh, and I do apologize for no uh, show Thursday and Friday. I'm afraid I had uh, other ish, other more pressing matters to attend to, but I wanted to make sure I did this uh, weekend uh, get ready for uh, Tuesday's New Hampshire primary. We're only three days away, folks, and believe me, it's a scream. <laughs> it is an absolute scream because the Trump train has left the station and is picking up huge momentum. I mean, huge. It's practically at warp speed. Now, of course, after Iowa, you had, uh, I mean, Trump's historic win on Monday. Uh, in Iowa, you had Asa Hutchinson drop out of the race. You had Vivek Ramaswamy uh, jump out of the race. Uh, Vivek did endorse Trump. And the next night, on that Tuesday, uh, Vivek did uh, make a very public endorsement. Now, last night, President Trump was in Concord, New Hampshire, had a uh, sort of a rally there. And yes, he picked up another crucial endorsement. I mean, there were reports uh, that had been floating around. But it was confirmed last night that South Carolina Senator Tim Scott and former rival uh, going for the uh, Republican nomination for president came to Concord and gave a very, very, very spirited uh, uh, endorsement of President Trump. I mean, my goodness. Uh, let's... I. I I, I'll let Senator Scott speak for himself because he just simply just brought a lot of energy to the crowd there in uh, Concord last night. So uh, here's Senator Scott with his endorsement. We need a president who will close our southern border today. We need Donald Trump. We need a president who 
country. We need Donald Trump. We need a president who will protect your social security and my mama's social security. We need Donald Trump. We need a president today who will stop the crime and recklessness in the streets. We need a president who will restore law and order. We need Donald Trump. Oh, we need a president who will lower our taxes and not raise our taxes. We need a president like Donald Trump. We need a president who understands the American people are sick and tired of being sick and tired. We need, we need a president our foreign adversaries are afraid of and our allies respect. We need, you see, we need a president who doesn't see black or white. We see a, a president who sees Americans as one American family. We need. And that's why I came to the very warm state of New Hampshire to endorse the next president of these United States. President Donald Trump. Okay. Wow. I I've never seen Tim Scott that animated, <laughs> but apparently, I don't know if he had like Red Bull or something, I don't know, some energy drink, but yeah, that ended the speculation right there, but there was a part of me that actually kind of got a bit of a chuckle out of it because you got to remember, Nikki Haley, when she was governor of South Carolina, appointed Tim Scott to the U.S. Senate when Jim DeMint retired and went to go run the Heritage Foundation uh, many years ago. So to have a sitting U.S. Senator uh, come up with an endorsement and sort of, well, kind of backstab Nikki Haley a little bit <laughs> but you know so, I mean, even though South Carolina will be next up after New Hampshire Trump's lead in South Carolina is just ridiculous I mean we're talking about tw a 29 point lead for for President Trump in South Carolina I mean, I figure, hey, you know, maybe Tim Scott might be a vice presidential pick. Uh, who knows? We don't really know who who it is, but Trump knows who he wants, but he's not going to play his hand this early. No, I, I don't think so. I don't even think he'll even uh, play, uh, make his choice known, and you know, after Super Tuesday. But it's going to be interesting to see who he finally picks. Uh, however, 
just to help you out, folks, uh, we know who he's not going to pick. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, and Trump made uh, President Trump made that very clear last night. Uh, they're in Concord. So, uh, and I know MAGA and some commentators were concerned, who were concerned that Nikki Haley and, and you have all these various factions of the uh, Uniparty and the Rhinos who are trying to get Trump to take her on as VP. But last night in Concord, he made it quite clear of this. That presidential timber. Now, when I say that, that probably means that she's not going to be chosen as the vice president. You know, you can go. No, you can go. You can go and you can say certain things, you know, I don't like them and blah, 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 and this. But when you say certain things, it sort of takes them out of play, right? I can't say. She's not of the timber to be a vice, and then say, ladies and gentlemen, I'm proud to announce that I've picked, do you understand? But that's the way it is, okay? Tell it like it is, tell it like it is. <laughs> well, uh, that's Trump telling it like it is. So that is a huge sigh of relief for many in the America First MAGA movement that someone like Nikki Haley will not be President Trump's uh, vice presidential pick. That makes me feel a lot better for sure. So we now know who he's not going to pick. The speculation is still continuing over who he might pick. And I figure, well, okay, let's just kind of keep that going uh, for a while because I'm sure it's going to be the stuff of many a headline. <laughs> that is for sure. But uh, I guess since we're on the uh, president, uh, the presidential primary, uh, we we don't want to forget uh, Florida's governor, my my governor here, uh, Ron DeSantis. But it's not boding well at all for the DeSantis campaign. Uh, President Trump is in is New Hampshire all this weekend doing events and speaking and uh, going to be there for Tuesday night's primary. One person who isn't there is Ron DeSantis. And I understand the why, because he's only registering in single digits uh, in New Hampshire. So he's not even there. He decided to go to South Carolina and try to bolster himself there before uh, anybody else gets there. But frankly, uh, I don't think it's going to help. And as I read this story that I caught today in the National Pulse, I, I can see why. And the headline, DeSantis backer Josh Hammer warns there's no dignity in Ron, already weakened in Florida, continuing primary. Now, Josh Hammer is the Newsweek senior editor at large who became uh, the latest DeSantis backer uh, warning the governor that it's 
and from the story, quote, it's time to face rea reality and drop out of the GOP race before multiple distant third place finishes causes irreparable damage to his standing in the Sunshine State. Well, I hate to tell you uh, already, uh, it has affected him here in Florida because Trump has been ahead in Florida anywhere from 20, 30, and in some polls, even uh, closer to 40. This is just ridiculous, to be frankly, uh, to be pretty blunt about this. Ugh, excuse me. Because you've had the Florida Republican Assembly telling him, hey, end the campaign, Come back to Tallahassee. You got work to do. And it is just absolutely insane, really. I mean, I have to start asking, you know, after what happened in Iowa, what the polling is currently in New Hampshire, why is he still in the race? Hmm? Why? I mean, he's hemorrhaging campaign staff. I mean, like everywhere. I don't know what the deal is. And if he's not doing well in his own state, which is a very important state, mind you, uh, I don't get it. Why is he doing this? It's time to stop. Come home Governor DeSantis, you've got stuff to do in Florida and you're already, and if you insist upon this path, you can forget anything down the road in, 2020, uh, in 2028 and beyond. And the governor is in, Governor DeSantis is in his 40s, so he can have himself a pretty darn good a political future, but if he continues down this road, no, it, he's essentially taking what else, whatever political capital he might have left and uh, kind of chucking it, squandering it. it. It's it's not helpful, okay? It's just plain not helpful. I don't know how else I can possibly put it. But, okay, you know, I mean, there have been plenty of people telling him, hey, be done. It's over, essentially. It's over. But, eh, what can you do, folks? What can you do? But I'll tell you, one thing I did find today that I just found fascinating me as I was reading my the National Pulse and I highly recommend going there become a subscriber I I am and you will get news and information that the mainstream media will never ever tell you uh, period and they just will lie and obfuscate and everything else but I love this story, though, because 
there are so many people who have suspected that Obama is kind of pulling Biden's strings, you know, and they look at it as, oh, that's just a conspiracy theory, and he's not. It's like mm, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, headline from the National Pulse. Most Americans agree that Obama is running Biden's White House. Now, just reading a little bit of this, and the polling from Scott Rasmussen, and Rasmussen Reports, which is a respected, highly respected um, polling uh, organization, but it's fascinating to me just reading this, the first paragraph of this story. Uh, and I'll start this, uh, start this way here. Most voters believe that former President Barack Hussein Obama, not Joe, not Joe Biden, is currently running the US federal government. New data from Rasmussen reports indicates 53% of voters agree Biden is, quote unquote, a puppet for a progressive left committee headed by Obama, end quote. Now, just that right there just blows my mind. It totally blows my mind. Uh, just looking at some of, oh, mercy, mercy, mercy. It, it, it's, <laughs> I, I'm just blown away that Rasmussen would even do this, you know, but yet how many of us have thought that, you know, Biden can't be running the show because the man can't, he's just got all kinds of problems. Can't put two sentences together, uh, doesn't know where he is half the time, can't even get off the stage without some help can't even get off Air Force One, you know, using regular steps. So, uh, I don't know. So, just looking at this just cracks me up because there's more, <laughs> there, there is more to it than meets the eye. And when you get 53% of voters, now it didn't say Republicans, didn't say Democrats, didn't say independents, but 53%, and I'd love to find the breakdown of, you know, Republicans, Democrats, independents. <laughs> oh man, oh man. 53% say that Biden is being run by Obama. Wow. I mean, considering how many of uh, Obama, Obama's people uh, are, you know, in the current administration, the current regime, I think they're, <laughs> they might have a point. And it's certainly given the humongous amount of just it, you, there's so many mistakes, you can't call it incompetence anymore. I mean, if you're really fair and critical thinking about this, it's by design. 
So essentially, Biden is Obama's third term, and I tend to believe it. The border situation and everything else and spending and so on and so on and so on. Who, who knew? <laughs> who really knew? But it's going to be interesting this weekend uh, with President Trump doing events in New Hampshire. And I can't wait for Tuesday night. This is going to be interesting to see. Now, of course, the current polling has Trump ahead by some 15 points over Haley. But I don't know. This could change. Uh, even with Nikki Haley getting the endorsement of Governor Chris Sununu of New Hampshire, it's not really, I don't think it's really going to help. It's not going to move the needles. And I don't think it's going to be nearly as close as the mainstream media want it to be. But, hey, Tuesday's coming real quick, and so we'll know for certain once the returns start coming in on Tuesday night, which means yours truly is probably going to have to make some more coffee, make some more espresso, and, you know, stay up late for the results. Or it could be a quick call like it was in Iowa. Who knows? <laughs> but we will see. We will absolutely see. But like I said, the Trump train is about to hit warp speed. And you take Iowa, you take New Hampshire, going right straight into South Carolina. Mm, this is going to be a whole lot of fun to watch. But for now, my friends, uh, I'm going to call it a day on this uh, special uh, Saturday edition of the show. I will see you all on Monday and get back into uh, more New Hampshire primary stuff and, and whatever else the news day happens to, you know, drop, <laughs> drop in the bucket here. So for now, my friends, God bless. Have yourself a terrific rest of the weekend. I will see y'all on Monday. And as always, please remember, patriots come in all colors.